One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the Luca Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson. It is uh, it's Thursday. Thursday, the twenty seventh of April. Um, my name is Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Mr. Luke Mur. Uh, Luke, um, we spoke a few weeks ago about me going to the dentist for the first time in about ten years um, mm. to get what can only be described. One for the, one for the American th- listeners. There, the stereotype is very much fulfilled. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what they. I knew it. Yeah. I fucking knew it. They're all like and that. Yeah, they're all like that. And I got a, a filling. My first filling at forty-one. Didn't manage to get to forty-two. Very upset about that. Mm. Um, but you can't. I mean, but, the thing is, that is a bit of a misnomer because you can't get a filling if you don't see a professional that can do the job. It's a good point. But he said it was a. It was a. It was a. Um, it was a fringe case anyway. He said you can have it if you want. Don't Making have it you feel you better. Bedside yeah, exactly. manner. Make you feel better. Exactly. So uh, he did it, and uh, I um, hurt. It fucking hurts. Every yeah. night when I go to bed, it fucking hurts. Every time I drink a cold glass of water, which I am now very much into, yeah. the water scene. No one um, can see that coming. Fucking, my, my, my tooth fucking hurts. How long ago was that? A couple of weeks. Well, a week yeah. and a half. Yeah, so just, I've, had, just... I've had fillings where for two solid weeks it's been really painful, but then it subsides. So if it doesn't subside okay, after good. a wee while, you need, right. to, you need to go get it checked out because it might be infected. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, yeah, I, well, I'm glad that's the case because I did talk to my neighbour and said, uh, I went to the uh, dentist for the first time, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he said, uh, well, the Americans have been annoyed about that. I said, yeah, I know. And, and, he, <laughs> and, and he said, uh, where did you go? I went, well, the one, I mean, the one literally, I couldn't get on the NHS, so I had to fucking pay private. And so I got the one right close to my house, the one right down the end of the road. Oh, the dirty dentist, he said. Oh, oh no. for fuck's sake. So apparently he's got a bit of a reputation for being a mud and twigs up in the hole. <laughs> like he's doing medieval times. Like, like a little a bear's, like oh. a bear's arse before is this, is this a fin or is this a, some kind of um, poultice kind of <laughs> recipe from a, from, a, from, a, from a fucking local witch? Yeah, absolutely terrible. So, have, yeah, you, have you got bits of mud and twigs coming out of your mouth? Because if that's well, the case, I don't know. <laughs> what you should do is if your teeth get really bad, just grow that moustache really long. Yeah. What and just kind of like reseed the keratin by poor, like sort of feeding the moustache into the mouth. Or just cover it up. Yeah, true. Because apparently, true. you know that um, you know you know Queen Elizabeth the first. Yes. So, in her final years, according to according to the, the the historical record and 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 accounts of the time, she there was no um at the time of course there was no adequate dentistry. We're talking about mm. whatever it would have been the 16th century, I think, and um. And so when so abscesses and tooth infections were actually a leading oh. cause of of death, and um, oh. 
there's, 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 I, I, I'm paraphrasing here. I'd have to look it up, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that she was in a right old state. And then when she was seeing visitors and holding court and stuff, um, some of the reports are like she had just loads of clothes shoved in her mouth, um, like perfumed um, handkerchiefs shoved in there. So her mouth was basically stuffed full of this, all this kind of, all these just bits a, and pieces. Just a numb. Yeah, because her, her mouth was in there. such a state that um, it was horrific to look at. So could be could be you in a few months. That's I mean, that is awful. It's like tooth pins, like no other pain, really. It really cuts through. The clothes are good. Clothes are actually a natural way of, of subsiding that pain. Um, yeah, because they they just numb the numb the area, I suppose, don't they? I think they're so. Strong, very yeah. distinct, very, very distinctive smell and, um, <sighs> and taste. Get me, the, the, the clothes. So what's your what's your what's your next move going to be with the dirty dentist? Dirty Den. Is I mean, it a play I'm, on Dirty Den from Dirty Den. I don't, I don't know. I mean, because you can feel it. Uh, you, you do sort of go. Oh, I mean, I could just get a little, just get a little um, screwdriver and get, get pop that out. But I'm, I'm sure that. that's not how. It, I'm sure that's not how it works. I suppose they have to. Well, the other thing that could off. have happened. Peter, I can't close my mouth properly. Well, still now. Yeah, it's not sort of calmed down because I thought it would follow the contours of my original tooth, but like I can't. I literally can't close my teeth as as, as much as I could before. Are you pleased with the dentistry on that's happened? <laughs> this doesn't sound right. Doesn't sound right, does it? Yeah. But what could have happened is what I mentioned to you a few weeks ago that you completely dismissed as hearsay. Which right. I said, don't get on a plane. As soon as you've had a filling, oh yes, because it pops out. It can make, it can change the shape of it because the air gets trapped in there. Yeah, and the pressure of it makes it. So it could be that. Yeah, it could be me high flight. Yeah, oh, do you know what? Maybe. You know how smug I am. Can you imagine how much I want it to be that? <laughs> even though I said that before you went. <laughs> I would have preferred if the plane went down. To be honest, I'm more palatable. Never mind, Peter. There's a, there's, a, there's a subject I wanted to chat to you about, which I think is just right up your street, and you'll give me mm. an insight into it that that no one else will. Did you yeah. see this story um, that broke? I think last week of the Sony World Photography Award, mm. where yeah. uh, the winner of it um, has refused the prize that he was awarded um, because he said. Yeah, you know, he basically admitted that mm. it was created using AI software, mm. and and fine. Yeah, we know we know AI is happening. People are talking about it, whatever. But the fact that this is um, essentially, you know, winning big prizes, and people who are supposed to be experts in the field and judging these things haven't noticed. Is that yeah. kind of is that something that should be of note? Well, I, I think that. If you are, and, and there's been so many situations where winning photographers, you know, people who win photography prizes have been proved to have manipulated it in a way that was not done in camera. And there are certain kind of tells from Photoshop and other other, other products um, that, that you've manipulated a picture, obviously. But there's also like, there's no, I don't think there's any sort of de- definite way you can kind of prove that something that comes out of the camera, certainly digitally, um, hasn't been fucked with because there's always a way yeah. of hacking data there just always is and it's not encrypted you know it's, it's it's all it's all out there so like so i guess people who are judging these competitions are very much judging the usual things that they would expect to see for someone to try to pull the wool over their eyes and now on top of this they've got to kind of be really on top of ai practices and how good ai photography is etc etc and um the picture the, the image in, in in question that that um that people have put on the BBC actual um, piece about this uh, thing. The, you know, Sony World, World Photography Award 2023, the winner refuses award after revealing AI creation. Um, the picture that I've used, 
there seems to be like kind of a streaky kind of like mess on the left hand side of the yeah, picture, which makes sunspot, it look like yeah. someone's taken a picture of the picture. Uh, and it's basically a woman and a woman sort of doing a tender kiss or maybe a, a zombie bite into the back of her th- shoulder. And um, and it and it it kind if you know it's AI generated, it kind of looks AI generated. There's a lot of soft fuzzy kind of stuff to it the fingers look a bit shit like if you're looking for this kind of thing like it seems to be you if you looked at that and you knew there was ai possibly involved i like nine times a ten you'd sort of go well that looks quite suspectful to me i i would i would suspect that picture of being ai if i knew there was ai involved you know what i mean well if you look at the bottom i know if you're looking at it right now but if you look at the fingers in the bottom right hand side yeah one of them's all bent it says to me how on earth did that win anything <laughs> Like, what the fuck even is that? It doesn't even look like a properly rendered image. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so the, the problem is, it's obviously obviously all subjective and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I, I've often felt like even way before AI really had a meaningful impact on this, in photography, it is problematic because I had a girlfriend whose father was really into photography and he was a good photographer and he took it really yeah. seriously. And uh, he would use, um, you know, mostly just use like, DSLRs and all that kind of stuff, but but he would have a load of gear, yeah. And then what he would do is he'd spend probably twice the amount of time he was out in the field, like you know, altering his images in on the computer mm. when he got home, yeah. And I just remember thinking, even then, that didn't sit right with me. That's like, I, I feel like I feel like if you're just going to take a photo, a big part of photo- photography is obviously lighting, composition, focus, all that mm. kind of stuff. That's the skill, right? That's mm. the skill of it. So if you're going to take a photo and go, that would be a good photo if only I just took that bit out and changed the yeah. lighting there. I mean, what's the fucking point? Yeah. Well, I mean, there will be purists in the photography scene who who think that way. But I think there's a kind of tacit kind of understanding that that people just do this and manipulate and and uh, yeah, pe- people just do this. I mean, you. I mean, there's very few. I mean, even if you're painting or even if you... I mean, it's kind of difficult to paint because you can literally do whatever the fuck you want. But, like, there's shortcuts and things you can do to make a picture look more appetising, you know. A nice they're gonna frame, need to, what they're going to need to do for these prizes that do really burnish a reputation in a field, yeah. they're going to basically need to start saying, whether it's painting or photography or whatever, they're yeah. going to need to say, you need to go back to analogue. Basically, analogue production. So, if you're going to do a photography prize... It needs to be done on film. It needs to be um, documented. And it needs to be not manipulated in post. That's how. But, that's they, but there, but there are um, those those competitions. But with that, you can still manipulate negatives, can't you? So, like, you can even if you're supplying negatives, even if you're unless you supply. Uh, unless you supply a roll of film that's been unexposed to light and send them that and go, right, process that. There might be something good in it. There might not be. Like, yeah. that's the closest you can do, really, I think. With, yeah, with because in the art work. of development, I suppose everything has to... Yeah, because you could yeah. take a picture... You could, I could take a picture of a TV screen showing a manipulated image um, and that would be on a negative, you know, and you, and you, you by and large, probably wouldn't detect that it was a... That it was a picture sure. if you had enough pixels in there, but yeah, it's it's difficult and it's sad and it's rubbish. But and you know, AI art is so fucking underwhelming. Well, it's not underwhelming; it's incredible, but it's underwhelming that a lot of people. I think um, Charles Gambino, what's his real name? Um, Donald Glover. Uh, Donald Glover. That's all the I World Cup he's... opening ceremonies. 
he started a uh, he started a movie or, or TV show um, a development um, company, and one of the roles they're advertising for they weren't advertising for like art director or um, artist. It was an animation uh, studio. They yeah. weren't um, they weren't advertising for anyone who could actually physically do animation. It was literally uh, like ChatGPT, not ChatGPT, but like AI art prompt expert, basically. Right. Someone who can fucking you know pull pull the right strings on a on an AI. Um, but um, which is fucking depressing. Yeah. Really, really. And, and what did you stuff. what did you make of that Oasis thing that broke last week as well that you and I <laughs> shared with Marcus Speller independently of each so other? Yeah, I just thought he might like it. Um, yeah, I mean it's, it's pretty it's pretty atrocious. Let me just <laughs> let me just explain. Let me just explain to listeners who may not have heard it. So, um, Oasis, obviously big British band, released mm. three records in the nineties. Um, definitely, maybe what's the story? Morning Glory and be here now, and then general consensus is Be Here Now is the start of when they start to drop off and then later on their music's not seen as being as interesting or, or you know, popular or critically important, whatever. Although they are still obviously seismically popular. Everyone knows that. Yeah. There's a guy who was in a band in the 90s called Breezer, who I like. <laughs> it's not the most 90s band name ever. Breezer. And, and, he, and he openly said, look, um, we wanted to be Oasis. So our music sounds exactly like Oasis would because I used yeah. to idolise Noel and Liam Gallagher. Um, and I was the singer... And um, as I was going back over these old tapes and, and re- remastering them or whatever, because I think he was a bit of a producer as well, mm. he said, oh, I'll just use an AI piece of software to get Liam Gallagher to sing it. Right. Oh, and, so that's what... So right, what, okay, that's what basically happened. So essentially, right. um, essentially, um, he uploaded a thing called AISIS for half, it's yeah. a half hour YouTube video. You can find it online pretty easily mm. of all their songs in one kind of video, essentially of Liam Gallagher singing his lyrics. And the interesting thing about it isn't whether it's got any artistic merit or not, because mm. that's obviously completely subjective, right? The, the interesting thing about it is the question would be, if you didn't know that backstory and someone presented it to the world and said, check out this lost tape we found of Oasis, yeah. would you know? And I, yeah. and I think the answer is you wouldn't know. And and that and regardless of whether you liked it or not, it sounds exactly like that era Oasis, sung authentically by Liam Gallagher. And I don't think it's any worse on paper than some of the more plodding Oasis songs. Now, that to me is philosophically fucking interesting because... It's obviously already clear, I believe, it's obvious to me anyway, that people who don't have a huge interest in music are going to be dominated by the AI end of music production in in a few short years. Maybe, if, if, possibly they already are. Because AI is now able to generate this music that sounds fine, that will occupy the background of a shop or even a dinner party for people who basically don't get any more ambitious in music than fucking Dido, which is completely up to them, and I'm not judging them for that. I think AI will have that particular part of the market sewn up before you know it. So, I think, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I disagree with you. I think it's. I think the um, the implementation of Liam Gallagher's voice on, on that album is. I mean, it's atrocious. It sounds like a robot. But but, but, you, but you, you, do you honestly think that? Because I don't yeah. think that. I don't. I don't think many people will agree with that. I don't, no. It's it's it's. it's I think it's, you know the context of of the ones, that makes it different of, for you. No, out of all of the um, imp, out of all of the. Uh, in, in, in you know these AI voices, I mean it's pretty low down there as being a you know it will I'm 
I'm sure if he had a crack with someone who was a bit better at that side of things, he would do a better job. Like it, it would sound exactly like. We'll him. share the it's, link it, so people can listen to, to make their own mind. Yeah, up, I guess. it's 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 able to be done, um, and it has been done elsewhere. But like, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think it's great. But um, yeah, you're right. I think you are in a situation where you are. Like, <laughs> who's making money out of that? And 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 the people who are sort of pulling the strings will be the ones who just want to make the most amount of money and the least amount of art uh, in 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 the quickest amount of time. And the, even sp- like Spotify are doing it now with um, sort of really cheap sort of library music on their playlists. They're sort of getting those kind of famous chill out sort of lo-fi playlists, and they are populating it with yeah, all right, the big you know, the big hitters in that genre who are on major labels. But every third song is a fake song. It was not really a fake song, but it's a song that's um, a, 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 a salaried uh, musician that is employed by Spotify to just fucking bash out, churn out um, uh, genre-specific uh, songs so that Spotify can just slide them in to these big, long playlists. And instead of paying, you know, three pence to um a major label they're paying no pence to um themselves effectively um taking up a bit of time on their uh, on their players that's why podcasts are so popular with, with spotify that's why spotify went in and paid a loan of money for people's pod um, um, and podcasts because it's cheaper than paying money out to um musicians effectively because they want to maximize their their money and you know no one's making any money in netflix no one's making any money in uh, in spotify so it's kind of they're just they're just trying to sort of elongate the the, the this the, the the crash vector that they've got ongoing with every company in the world yeah <laughs> well, I, broad, I broadly agree with that but that's just charming into what i said right yeah and, yeah and it's just about... yeah it's just gonna be it's just gonna be uh, people it's just gonna be the city um sort of going right people seem to like this let's press a button let's turn up this dial and give them what they want and it's just gonna lead to the everyone just getting very boring yeah, but, I th- but, I th- but I think there is still going to be. So, so I, I'm I'm not saying what I said about the music industry generally. I'm very specifically pointing out a certain type of consumer. So, right. I think I think there will be a place, of course, for you know, without being too high minded about it, songwriting that reflects the human condition, the same way that that any kind of art reflects the human condition. That AI can't really, at this point, of course. And replicate, and I don't know if you if you're aware of it, but there's a um, Nick Cave, who's my probably my favorite songwriter, does a brilliant um, um, email <clears throat> subscription thing called the Red Hand Files, mm. and every week he selects a letter that's been sent into him, and he responds, and it can be about anything. And there was one about ChatGPT. Um, it wasn't even that long ago. I think it was mm. you know maybe about two three months ago, where someone said, um, um, "Dear Nick, I asked ChatGPT to write a song." in the star of Nick Cave, this is what it produced, what do you think? And he lists the lyrics of the song. And um, Nick Cave's answer is really interesting, and I'll happily share it with, with listeners. Um, he, he basically says this is just a complete travesty of of what it should be, and understandably so, because it's only ever going to be a computer replication of, of uh, basically a data in, and then mm. some data out, and yeah. that isn't that's almost like a category misunderstanding of what it, can, it is to write a song. Um, and he says here, he says that you know songs arise out of suffering, by which I mean they are predicated upon complex, eternal human struggle of creation. And algorithms don't feel that data doesn't suffer. Chat GPT has no inner being; it has been nowhere; it has endured nothing; it has not had the audacity to reach beyond its limitations, and therefore it doesn't have the capacity for a shared experience. 
um, yeah. it has no limitations from which to transcend. So the point being that on that end of the music spectrum, it's never going to be any different because it, people aren't going to have that and think of it as an authentic experience unless they are almost chat GPT or AI native, i.e. they're born in like 20 years' time mm. and they don't see the value in the difference between it anyway, right? Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, and I don't think you can really put it any better than how uh, Nick Cave's done it there. But, uh, uh, but I think with... The, the annoying thing is, is that it's just another example of the internet ripping off artists and sort of saying, well, you know, it's a, it's an AI. You, you didn't create any of this. Well, you did because you, we've basically, for free... Yeah, it's based on everything we've done in the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've put all that stuff up there and basically um, the, the the city and, you know, whoever's going to um, make a lot of money out of this will has just taken that data that is copyrighted, that is ours, that is demonstrably um, ours and owned by us, um, however you find it on the internet, and they've just sort of sucked it in and spat it out in this fucking sausage. Yeah. And it's excruciatingly annoying. It's really I, I've had a few, fucking I've had a f- annoying. I've had a few listeners send me um, chat GPT AI versions of my stuff. All right, yeah. expected me to be interested in it. <laughs> well, I'm, well, it is interesting. Well, it is interesting. Well, like, yeah, it's interesting, but it's also, in my view, it's only my opinion. Mm. Uh, maybe I'm overly sensitive about it, and that's fair enough. But it's also a fucking insult. Right. But it? I mean... I but I would also say that um, we have used on other podcasts um, uh, software that cleans up a voice when you're that's when fine. we're kind of is it fine? I think that's different to me. That's different. That, that's using a that's using an example of your voice uh, and reconstructing it using a computer, but, but, uh, using, but, the but of, data, of, using the same data, using the same discipline of the Chat things GPT I of the things I thought prepared for and said, which I'm happy to commit to in a retrospect. It's not right. What I'm talking about is them generating some kind of content from mm. the 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 data they've taken from my voice over the years and producing something completely new that I neither think nor would say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think you've got every right to be offended by that side of things. Yeah, that's what. I, good. That's good. that settled. Then fine. Um, look, I, I think it's a really interesting <laughs> thing, and and of course you've got to be careful in the industry we're in, or indeed any kind of you know technology adjacent industry to be like throwing your your clog in the lace making machine of progress but at the same time with this it's, it feels a little bit like a, a rubicon may have been crossed yeah and and but i would say that there it almost the, the more ai stuff is around you do sort of go well i mean there's probably a place for us there's probably a place for independent kind of unexpected thought there's probably a bit a bit there's probably something there for like honesty and real life and people and you know yeah. that's why i don't like young blood because <laughs> I, I think he's made from ai because there's a reaction a... To, so what you're saying is there's a reaction to any action anyway yeah it's the difference between nick cave and young blood young blood is a facsimile of a facsimile of what was on a t-shirt in camden in the late 90s yeah. and and nick cave is brilliant <laughs> Yeah, and uncompromising, yeah. and yeah. and thoughtful, and intelligent, and yeah. truly artistic, and yeah. you know, the, 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 as I said to you before, the 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 biggest evidence or the most compelling evidence for Nick Cave being a true artist is when he's you know is tragically and, and awfully his son passes away suddenly, yeah. and his first instinct is to generate is to channel that into creation, mm. like artistic creation, because that's the only language he really knows. Whereas most people would be like, I need to get away from this. Yeah, I need to get yeah. away from everything and just come to terms with this. Mm. He channels it into something meaningful, right? 
Yeah. Um, it's incredibly powerful, the stuff he's able to produce. You know, he did a whole album, which is basically about how he still feels worried for his son's welfare, even though he knows his son is physically dead and he can't explain mm. the emotions he has. You know, that's like a proper artistic endeavor, you know, really genuinely thoughtful, quite compelling, the, the but also gone, difficult to listen stuff, you know? I, think he's, I mean, the things he's got, I mean, he's lost two uh, children, hasn't he? I mean, he has, yeah. Crazy late. He has, yeah. Absolutely wild that, what that man's been. The fact that he's even still breathing himself is just, yeah. you know, incredible. Incredible. Let's have a break and take that? a little bit of a rest from all this heavy stuff because when it comes yeah. back to the other side, we're going to do something quite frivolous. Okay, cool. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, then. We're back with some Luke and Pete Show fun. It's Thursday. Uh, and so we're, of course, going to bash through a few battery brands. We're going to do these very, very quickly because we've got some emails to get through. Uh, Sai yeah. is coming with uh, gents. Could this possibly be another undiscovered cell as the weather improved this weekend? It was time to venture into the garden and have a good tidy up on upon revisiting my barbecue uh, meat thermometer. Uh, I noticed, that, well, there's a battery in it, basically. Yeah, the Nojing Alkaline. It's yellow, it's green, it's classic, and I like the logo. Nuojing Alkaline. Yeah, brand new player, so I congratulations yes. to you. We've never seen that before. I like to hear as well that you're getting out there and revisiting your barbecue. That means summer must truly be on the way. Yeah. Which I'm I don't particularly care for summer personally. I take it or leave it, but I know that it makes everyone else feel very, very happy, which therefore in turn makes my life better. So good for you, Simon, and congratulations on your new player. Get yourself an uncooked sausage, Luke. Hola, amigos, says Sean from Whitley Bay. As sad as the wife I have access to think this is, I bloody love finding new batteries for you fellas. I've just been on holiday to Buenos Aires to drink all the red wine and eat all the steak. Fantastic. It's an incredibly cool city, and given that it's really far away, I'm hoping the batteries I have found will be successful I'm achieve- in achieving a new player status. I present a mismatched set that had one BIC, uh, ubiquitous for cheap pens and disposable ra- razors, but I've never seen them in the cell game, and a Nova cell as well. One b- So in one batch pack there was a bic with the biro man is the biro branded bic battery alkaline uh, and a nova cell in one because usually this is in yeah. brand battery in two yeah. um yeah so so, yeah. so what, what are we looking at here uh, have we had a bic before we've not had a bic before so i'm delighted oh. to report the bic is a new player sean from whitley bay is a regular contributor to our show Congratulations, god, sean. god bless him uh good for him to get a new player nova cell has been sent in before however um, that's been sent in um, a while back now. I think he's the second or the third person to send that one in, but Bick is a new player. Yeah, uh, and he also sent a picture of a boggle-eyed baby Jesus that was on a stained glass window in the uh, Recoleta Looks cemetery. a bit like Rick Mayle. It, it does look like Rick Mayle, or maybe um, Dusty Rhodes, the wrestler. It yeah, made me laugh. Of, of Stick it on the Twitter, will you, uh, Rory? Fantastic. I think everyone should see that. Uh, it really made me laugh for ages in the solemnity of uh, one of the world's most famous cemeteries. Sean, from Buenos Aires, this week, uh, Whitley Burn, a normal one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very enjoyable. Uh, finally, for now, we've got one more left, haven't we? Um, Gabby Mackay. Mackay, Mackay, Mackay. Um, multiple entries. Uh, Skymax Alkaline, an S-budget 
Power Alkaline and an XRD Jinkeda. Um, as a listener from day one, it has, of course, always been a dream of mine to enter a new player into the game. And, you know, Gabby is doing their best to 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 to, um, to get one in the uh, Hall of Fame because they've come up with three, three different ones. Yeah, so SkyMax Alkaline, S-Budget Power Alkaline mm. are both, in theory... New players. There's a lot of nice. potential there. The XRD yeah. Zincada isn't a new player, so you can forget that one for now. But the top <laughs> two are new players. However, Peter, mm. Gabby hasn't sent in any photographic evidence of said Ooh, batteries. So shame. he's going to need to work a bit harder before he gets those two batteries officially welcomed into the battery daddy. So, look, we'll call it a holding pattern for now, Pete, unless yeah. you want to make a ruling. But no photos, no party, I'm afraid. That's fine. But it, I, I would say that these uh, batteries were discovered in uh, the beautiful nation of Hungary uh, in an Airbnb near the Abuki Nemzeti uh, National Park. Uh, it took some time to see if I could locate some rural Hungarian players. And so maybe those who are hoping to find a new uh, player in the battery game, Hungary might be a, a, a fertile um, hunting ground, maybe. Yeah, he's got. Yeah. It's all very nice and stuff, but he's got to send mm. a photo. Got to send a photo. Yeah, but do send a photo. Thank you very much. Yeah, otherwise you could yeah. be saying anything, couldn't you? Exactly. True. That um, is true. All right, that thank you very true. much for that. We'll, we'll do some more batteries next Thursday. And before we go, I want to squeeze this email in from our friend Liam who has uh, the following to say. He's emailed in hello at com. You can do the same. And if we like the email, we'll, of course, read it out. Liam, yeah. um, I'll let him pick up the story. He says, all right, lads, I was in Los Angeles for WrestleMania weekend. Hey. And as an audience member who's listened to every episode of both the Luke and Pete show and WrestleMe, brackets including Patreon, wow. I was well aware there would be an above-average chance of an accidental encounter with the WrestleMe boys. Um <laughs> Said encounter provided itself to me on a platter, but what happened, from my perspective anyway, was quite unusual. I got off the shuttle bus that ran between the SoFi Stadium and the Millennium Biltmore Hotel in downtown LA, only for Mark Haynes to be stood on the pavement as the bus opened its doors. He was smoking, minding his own business. I almost passed him the chance to acknowledge him, but decided instead to put out a hand and introduce myself and simply say I'm a big fan of the podcast. He was incredibly pleasant. He asked if I enjoyed the show as we moaned about paying $22 for a pint of Modelo. I mean, that is fucking rich. $22 for a pint of Modelo. Oh, it was horrific from start to finish. LA is a shit town for shit people. I hate it. I hate what it stands for. I hate it. But wrestling's good. Mark Haynes is a rare sunshine as well in that, in exactly, that particular yeah. environment. Lovely fella. Would he have been smoking a vape? Uh, no, he, uh, when he when he's away, he uh, he just goes for tabs and uh, you know well, the, the airport. Play, you can the away. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. And okay. he actually finds it quite hard to get off him when he gets back. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Uh, but he's not here to defend himself, so we'll no. leave that one there. Um, Liam says it's at this moment I'm not entirely sure what happened. A tucked up security guard came bursting through the glass door. <laughs> Pete was with him, but sort of leaning around the glass door, but beneath him. The security (laughs) guard was angrily gesturing and explained to Mr. Haynes that he must be at least 25 feet away to smoke. While the stern security guard wasn't taken too kindly to Mark's exaggerated counting of steps like a referee counting a wall back at a free kick, Pete was explaining (laughs) something really, really fast and in quite a frantic manner. 
But where I was standing, from where I was standing, it looks like he brought the security guard over solely to get Mark away from the side entrance we were standing at. It was a bit of a blur, and as security <laughs> shut the door, he enclosed Pete back inside with him. I continued to talk with Mark about five steps away from the side entrance, both of us <laughs> pretending what just happened hadn't happened. But it's really played in my mind. What was Pete actually saying and doing? Why did he appear to be wearing a dinner jacket me minutes after WrestleMania finished? And why had he seemingly attracted the attention of a security guard towards his podcast partner Liam I mean I mean some of that is accurate Liam <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it so what I would say is this I instantly believed Liam yeah yeah well you would wouldn't you yeah shit bag because um, I know you I- <laughs> yeah, I would say that the the thing that got me like so I remember this situation and this is all that happened. I was gonna, I, I was knackered because fucking jet lag. La, fuck off. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, I, after the first day of WrestleMania, and I was just fucking knackered. And I was like, right, I'm going to bed. I'm it's ten o'clock. I'm tired. And uh, and then I stopped at the vending machine and got Mark a bottle of water. Like, why good, were you dressing a tux? I wasn't dressed in a tux. I was just wearing a a jacket, which is for wrestling fans. Not, I'm not saying Liam, but like, I, I don't like going to wrestling shows dressed in a black t-shirt with Bullet Club written on it. No, he I'd was definitely wear, confused as to why you were dressed like that. So you, we are including Liam in that. So yeah, he, and you, also, can't, you can't excuse Liam from this. And also, I'm just hoping that one of the managers are going to get a, a bad leg and go, we need someone in a dinner jacket to come down and be, I don't know, fucking Asuka's manager for the night. Oh, imagine the shout, disappointment when they get you. <laughs> This doesn't want to have a single controversial conversation at any point. And uh, so the um, and so the uh, yeah, so I'm in a situation where I am just giving Mark a bottle of water. That's all. Giving Mark a bottle of water. Liam found it confusing, and I, I thought it was Mark worth sharing. I, I wasn't involved with security guard. The security guard was doing what he needed to do to get Mark away from the clearly very flammable hotel we were staying in. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's kind of, the, the the thing. There was a guy outside WrestleMania at the SoFi Stadium itself that that made Mark walk. The whole thing was just men going. Sir, can you please step away from the building with the cigarette? And it's like, don't fucking sell them if you can't smoke them. It's ridiculous. We're outside for crying out loud. And they're sort of like, one of them went outside the SoFi Stadium. Sorry, sir, just to let you know, you can't actually smoke close to the SoFi Stadium. And I I felt like going, right, you're a scooter guard. Either tell him what to do, but don't preface it with just to let you know. You might think that's softening. I just think that's optional. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to let you it's know. It's passive aggressive. It's passag. It is passag. Um, and and so are you happy to go on record as you as you firmly believe that passive smoking isn't a problem for people's health? Not in Los Angeles, too. One minute. And it's very <laughs> smoggy anyway. It is, yeah. Isn't it? I think we've kind of semi-cleared that up. I mean, I, I, mm. it's difficult for me because I know you quite well. I, you know, yeah. I may be so bold and you may feel the same about me and that's fine. I've known your behavior to be occasionally quite odd. Behaviour? Unbelievable. And Liam's obviously just reporting what he saw. In, in the words of that um, BBC show about um, podcast about um, paranormal stuff, I know what I saw, says Liam. Was... <laughs> so you've half not... explained it. I was not, yeah, I was not involved in the security guard uh, situation, but I was giving a bottle of water to a friend. It's quite okay. Yeah. You're just following orders. Just following orders, yeah. yeah. Fine. Uh, on that note, we yeah. shall bid you adieu. We shall love you and leave you. We'll be back on Monday. Um, we hope you've had a lovely uh, week and you're going to get yourself to the home stretch now. Presumably you're not working the weekend. Shout out to all the shift workers out there. We always say that. Oh, it's, thank God it's Friday. What about the shift workers, Pete? What about the shift workers? Exactly. They're, they're busy bees too. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, hope this, I hope this episode gets you through 
whatever shift you're doing, if that's the case. But we will be back on um, on Monday. Thanks for sticking around with us. Do tell your pals about the show. Do leave us a five-star review if you get a chance. It only takes you a couple of minutes. helps us immensely, immeasurably. Uh, and we would be very grateful for it as well. Um, but that's it from us. Peter, say goodbye. Ta-ta. It's goodbye from me as well. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.